Hello, Shalom everybody. Hello. 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 Yeah, hi. This is Shalom Arachai. Hi, Shalom Arachai. I don't know how this works. Um, how, how, how do you know when to start? Yeah, you could just just start. We have it. Uh, we'll be recording, and we ask everyone to mute their lines so they could um, so they won't have background noise. Okay. So we start now. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, I hear somebody talking. Who's talking? Please mute. Please mute the line. Okay. Shalom aleichem, everybody. Um, it's only less than two days ago, Baruch Hashem, we were together in the beautiful city of Cincinnati. And uh, we had the Masiva and Sosim Rev. Chaim Shneazam and William from and and we we talked about the Shir Shara and here we are learning and Dave Shehalta I should be Mam Shechol the Brachas everybody. So just just to give a brief overview of about the Shara B'Tochen, it was written by Rabbi Chaim Ben Yosef Ibn Fkuda. He was a time of the Rishonim, which means he's an authority. He actually wrote a sefer in in, um, in Arabic, and it was translated through Rabbi Yudah Ibn Tavan. And um, it was a time when when Eden were very much immersed in secular philosophy, and he was uh, and he wrote a sefer to to bring out the Chavis Halavavis. That was not only the, not only to do the mitzvahs with with uh, with the body, but also to to uh, to focus on the mitzvahs that we have to uh, in serving Hashem, which Avas Hashem and Yerush Hashem. So um, uh, and actually, this, is, this will be similar to where we are today. But today we're very much exposed to secular thought and philosophy, thinking, and um, and uh, by learning Chavos in general, Shabbos in particular, we're learning today. It helps us. See the world and in the, in the, through the truth of Torah, and how how to approach the world, how to live in the in the world the way the Eibush wants us to live, Hashem Yisrael wants us to live, and um, and do when we do it properly, then we bring upon ourselves the brachas Hashem promises us. So I I just wanted to start off with about eight questions that people ask about about we're talking about trusting Hashem. There's there's um, there's, there's uh, many people ask many questions. I'm not going to try to answer them all now. Just to so give a, this is the thing that we're going to learn as we go into it. Um, the, 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 people, people make a, a question, is it a mitzvah or it's just a good idea when the person has a tzadah that he, um, that he, he like sort of a last resort, you, you trust in Hashem, it'll be okay. Um, or is it a mitzvah? Actually, Hashem wants us always to have a tachan in him and when it's going good and uh, when we have a problem. So another thing people ask, uh, how, why do we need to have betachin? Let's say in the good times. Um, somebody says they have a good business head and have money, and I, can, I know how to invest it, or I'm healthy and eating good food, and I have a good doctor. So what, 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 why does we need betachin? Why, why is betachin important in our service of Hashem? Why can't uh, I just rely on my own brains? And on the ways of nature, I can handle the ways of nature, can work for me. And we'll find out as we learn the Shabbat that actually that at the, right in the beginning in, in the in the Hagadam, right at in, in the in the in the preface where he starts the fourth gate uh, of the Tachon, he, right, he goes right into that. Um, 
again, people ask, what is what is, is it, I believe Hashem knows what's good for me, or is it the trusting that Hashem, or is it um, trusting that Hashem will help me out in my situation, that I need to give me success in what I'm doing? Before other questions people ask, what's the difference between the Muna, which is faith in Hashem, and betachon in Hashem? And that's all, these are things we're going to be learning on this, we're going to bring it out practically, like what the, how, why this is really important, actually exciting limud that we are learning. Um, and then another question is, which is something which people have, feel very strongly, especially, uh, I remember myself going through this, um, when a person comes in the, in the time of a problem, and right away the question is, is and, 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 and we're told to trust in Hashem to help, but right the question is, maybe uh, we're not deserving to be helped. And if a person is in a situation where he's not deserving, can he still be have the obligation to have betachon? And, and this one, I'll say, he right away says that uh, betachon is uh, is, uh, is, um, is 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 there. A person is whether he's deserving. Hashem will help a person whether he's deserving or not deserving. And, and, and we will have to learn later how that ties in with uh, reward and punishment. And 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 then the, and then and then another question would be and number six would be. So if Hashem does control everything, why do we have to do anything? The famous word we always use is Shtadlus, and actually this comes from the Shara Betochen, where he says it's a person is obligated to do Shtadlus, so the question would be, why? Uh, since Hashem is enemies doing what he wants, so why do we have to do Shtadlus? And the seventh question would be, isn't, isn't the problem alone that we're in, isn't that proof that uh, Hashem wants to, to give a punishment or that we need to be? And finally, um, this is, I've heard this many times discussed when I was there, and um, what happens if the Yeshua we need is something that is really above the way of nature. So I, I wanted to read to you what Aveno Yena writes. I'd like to read it. It's not, it's not from Shabbat Tachon itself, but he writes it in, um, on his, on his uh, commentary on Mishle. He writes, like this, I'll just say a few lines of it, just to give, just, just to, to, to point out that betachon is even in situations that we have the power, even have the power of of trusting our Hashem and davening Hashem to change exactly. He writes, the shayadim levavi, a person, mechayvin betachon, the obligation of betachon is a person should know with his heart, everything is in the hands of heaven. Will be yadin, it's in the hands of Hashem, the shanis ativim to change the natural. That was the nature of and change the person's mazel. This person's mazel would be translated maybe to fortune or. And there is nothing that can stop Hashem but Avamat. And even though he's not sorry, he's not a problem, he should also love you because he should do everything. I'm just reading a few lines from over here, and um, which points out that, that, which we know, as either we all know, that we have a tzara. We don't. We we know that Hashem is in control of everything. Hashem is the one that's making the natural order of things. So when we ask for Yeshua, we we we, we because we're trusting in Hashem. Hashem, nothing can stop him, and he and he can organize things in a way that would that Yeshua would come anyways. So even though we can't see how we can be helped, um, Hashem has His way of good doing it, and that's what that's what we're trusting. We're not trusting in our own capacity. We are trusting in. The capacity of, of what Hashem could do, which is infinite, and then there's um, hello, hello, okay, so and I, I, we said I mentioned this when I was there by the Mesiba, 
that the Rabbeinu Yena also this, this uh, also says that the mitzvah betachum comes from the pasuk that when a person goes out to battle and he sees a larger uh, force in front of him, in other words, a force that he doesn't see how he can overcome that force. Hashem says, "Lisira, do not be afraid of them." Why do not be afraid? Because that's the that's the that's the source of do not be afraid. Because you should put your trust into Hashem. That Hashem will help you in this impossible. What you think is an impossible situation, Hashem will give you the strength to overcome it. So, so, um, so the, the if they go through all these questions, we see that that we didn't are, we didn't have a need to see the world around us the way the Torah tells us to look at it, and uh, and that's the most important thing. Once we see the way the Torah wants it, and we can understand it, then we're able to to uh, have the betachem in a good, healthy way. So, I, I, so in, as we see in, in the preface of, of in the, this is the preface for this particular. Just as the construction of this sefer is, and the sefer is called Chavos Halavavos, as the duties of the heart. It means it's we know that we have duties. What we have to do for our body, with parantilu. We have to keep kosher, we have to keep Shabbos, that's the duties of, our, of the limbs. The duty of the heart would be love of Hashem, fear of Hashem, trust in Hashem, belief in Hashem. So these are duties of the heart. And he says, in the, in, in the preface to the whole book, he writes, I, I, don't, I can say page numbers, but I'm using the Feldheim edition and translation. I don't know how many using that. If you're using that edition, it's on page six. He says over there that... Um, the difference between the obligation, the duties which uh, of the limbs, is certain mitzvahs Hashem gives us are mitzvahs that we can understand, and certain mitzvahs like sneers, and certain mitzvahs is that we can't understand. Like sneers, not to steal, not to kill. The other mitzvahs is, is like we're eating, not eating um, milk and meat or sharpness, kalayim, wearing wearing wool and linen. Um, and or not not uh, planting different species together, so th- these and these type of things. Those are so the mitzvahs of our of our limbs. Then they really fall into two categories. But amazingly, the the mitzvah of Chesulav he says Kol That means that the duties of the heart are rooted entirely in reason. And uh, as as he will explain, so the the construction the way the way the Rabbeinu B'chayeh Go uh, explains the Shara B'tachon is primarily, and he does this again on page 46. He, he says he, he constructs this in three ways. First of all, he brings, he's going to bring the intellectual argument, the explanation, because the Chavis has to be something that we can understand. And therefore, and therefore, he brings you the, the, the explanation. And then after that, he says he supports. That's what he argues. Api Seichel, according to intellectually, he brings, he brings support for that argument from a Pasuk, from the Torah. And then finally, also he will bring support for the words of Chazal from our sages. And, um, and um, I would say that the reason why he, he, uh, he, we, we have to have, whatever we do, we, have a, we have to have a Pasuk from the Torah, because even something that we understand logically, you always have to make sure that our logic is actually what the Ebishtis wants to do, because our logic is limited, our logic is what we understand. How do we know that Hashem is working this way? So, so we, we find a Pasuk in the Torah that, that tells us Hashem works this way, so you know that's what Hashem is doing. And, and, um, but it's not something which Hashem is, forced, is telling us in a way that we don't understand, 
but rather he's telling us something that even we in our own mind we can understand. So, so as we go through Shabbat Tachem, the first thing the first thing comes what will happen is the discussion Api Seichel. There'll be discussion according to uh, intellect and understanding, and then that that is going to be uh, supported by a pasuk. And finally, one, one more thing I'd like to say before we start is that the Shara Vetachon is actually the fourth gate. The ultimate goal is the tenth gate. That's the gate of love, of uh, how to get to love Hashem. So if you go through the first gate, the second gate, and go to the third gate, and you go to the fourth gate, that's part of, of, the, uh, of the way how to go and come to a perfect love of serving Hashem, not only with our limbs, but also with our heart. So it's important to keep this in mind. Is because, of course, you can you can open up the book, the Sefer, and you can learn the gate of trust by itself. But it's also important to know that that some of the things that are said in here have have to are supported by, or or, or clarified by the the what was said before. So just briefly, in the first shot, as I wanted to start, the first the first gate is where he explains the unity of God that everything. And the world is created by God, and everything in the world is, is there's nothing else besides God. Everything is is uh, is is uh, God's force creating everything, and nothing exists besides Him. So that's so. Once you know that, then you will know you can understand what divine providence is, since Hashem is creating every single aspect of our life, our life itself, and every aspect of our life, everything in the world. So th- so nothing is by accident. So everything is is is, is with a divine purpose. So that is obviously the, the foundation of trusting in him. In other words, if you want something to get done, the first thing we have to go to the one who's doing it. And that's the Shayichu, that's what he explains in the, in the Gate of Unity. The second one, the second gate is where he explains how to find this Gate of Reflection, where he, where the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar explains um, how, um, um, how we're able to find Hashem within the world itself, by, uh, the world around generally, and the person, um, and the person uh, himself personally, how he's able to see, find Hashem within him. And, um, and the third gate is, once you have the first two gates, you realize that Hashem is the real one you need to serve, where the third one is how he explains the need for us to serve Hashem, our Creator. And now he starts over here with this. He says now, that's learned inside, is Ashar Avi, the, the fourth gate, the Shara Betachel, the, the, the gate of trust. To trust only in Hashem alone. Amar Rechaber, so the author writes like this, since uh, we have discussed in the preceding three gates, the third gate actually, in the obligation to to um, to assume the service of Hashem. So I think it's proper to follow with what is needed above all things by a servant of God. And what is that? If somebody comes to the realization that he wants to serve Hashem, what's the most important thing for this person to want to serve Hashem? He needs to have a habitachon. I love That is the the trust in Hashem in everything uh, in, the, uh, um, in in everything in his life. Ba'avur ma'ashiyash ba'avur ma'ashiyash ba'imenatay aliyos hagdoyos bi'iyan atayovin elam. For it is of great benefit 
in both religious and secular affairs. So Tachlan will help a person as he as he goes as he learns Tata and he wants to and he wants to grow in his service and and, and uh, connection with Hashem. The most important aspect he needs is to trust Hashem to give him everything he needs, every, his life and everything he needs to 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 serve him. And uh, and also when he go, when he when he deals with the world, he goes out to the world to earn a living or to or to uh, get the food that he needs, whatever he is doing in the world. That's always that's the most important thing is to have trust in Hashem. So he begins with the benefits when it comes to learning Torah. And among it's like this: he's going to explain both ways the benefits as it is in his religious affairs or in serving Hashem with Torah and in the and secular affairs. He says, "What is the 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 benefit in his religious affairs?" It is a, a, the life is a tranquility of the soul in reliance on Hashem. The same way the same way a servant is bound to rely on his master. Why? Why is he bound to rely on his master? Because if he's not the idea of trusting is very unique in that you can't have two, you can't trust two equally. It's either trusting this one, trusting that one. If, if you're trusting one to give you something and you're trusting somebody else, you really trust no one. Because each one, each one uh, is, it can shift, shift its responsibility, go to the other one. You know, even in business, the, 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 if you want, if a person wants to fail in business, is give, Give the give the give a, a job to two people, so each one of nobody does it. So uh, he actually uses this later. So, so, so quite logically, if you're not trusting in Hashem, automatically you're trusting in somebody else. And Hashem, and what happens? The natural result of being trusting in somebody, something, or someone other than Hashem is Meiser Alekim Hashgachasam Hashem takes away his Hashgacha from him. Hashgacha means his uh, providence, his, his his care, his protection from him. And he puts him beyond Mishabatachala. Very powerful words. What is the natural result? It's not a way of punishment. The natural result is if you're trusting two, if you're, if you're trusting somebody else other than Hashem in to give you what you want, or what you need, so what happens? Hashem says, you want, you're trusting Him, good. So He takes off His, not good, I mean good. So then, have it your way. He takes off His Ashgacha, takes off His providence, the protection that He has on this person. Um, uh, before he had this thing, and they put him in the hands of that of the person who he uh, trusted in. And um, I think over here it's fitting to bring to bring in. Um, if you learn in the Rambam in Hilchos um, Avodah this um, and, and uh, he, he explains how do the people. There's a very it's, it's like he, the Rambam describes how. Did idol worship come into being? He says that actual idol worship didn't happen if the people forgot about God. It actually happened while people still knew Hashem was there. It happened in the third generation. You have Adam, Shais, and Anish. Adam was the person that Hashem created. He had Shais. He has the kind of Adam's child was named Shais. 
That's the second generation. Other was still alive. And Shays had a child called Elish. Elish obviously was told by tradition from his, from his grandfather, who was created by Hashem, that Hashem exists. And he didn't doubt it. He knew Hashem exists. And, I, and that was anyway a time Hashem's presence was very, very, very much aware. Hashem communicated with people much more. And, um, and, um, but still, the, the generation of Elish started a major, major mistake. And this is the mistake what he's talking about over here. They thought that since Hashem created the sun and the moon and, and all the constellations, so therefore Hashem wants them to serve the sun and the moon and the constellations. And they can, and they, and they can, in other words, they, they, should, they should serve and pay thanks and, and, and give thanks to, to others other than Hashem for what they're giving him. Because even though they recognize that Hashem is the one, the power that gives the ability for the sun and the moon to give, to give its, its light and warmth and the constellations to everything they do into the world, they still, they still, they still made the mistake and said that Hashem wants them to, wants them to, uh, to thank the stars and the moon. What was the mistake? The mistake was, was a very, 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 you'd think a minor, a logical mistake, but a major mistake. The mistake was they said that if a waiter comes, if you're sitting in somebody's house and the waiter comes and gives you a drink of wine, by way of, by way of example, you say thank you to the waiter, even though the wine belongs to the, to the master of the home, because the waiter gave you the wine. You say thank you. So they argue that, that Hashem, the argument was Hashem gave, gave, gives, gives the power to the sun and the moon, and therefore they can, they can say thank you, and as if the sun and the moon have something they can give also, it's similar to the waiter, and this, is, this would be a, a mistake why you would trust in the sun and the moon, something other than Hashem. And this, and this ultimately led to, to them, for the next generation already started building temples to, to, to serve, to serve the and to serve these um, these sun and the moon constellations and then uh, after a while false prophets got up and until the whole world was sunken in where they forgot about Hashem and they were only serving the idol the idols and the constellations because they wanted all the physical stuff that you get from from them until Avraham was born. So why what, what's the answer? The answer is and this is why the gate of unity comes first because the reason is because the mistake was that in the in the example they gave from the from the from the from the waiter, the waiter there has free choice to do to get to do what the king wants or not. The king has ministers. They said the king has ministers, and the king wants for a person to say thank you to the ministers also. But in the in the in the, in the example, the ministers have their own free choice. They can, they can do what the king wants, or they cannot do what the king wants. And uh, the person would thank them for their choice to do what the king wants, not for giving him the wine, not giving them the warmth and light but for thanking them for their choice. Verse, but, by, by, uh, but, but by creation, the real example for creation is, is like the, the hatchet in the hands of the woodchopper. If a woodchopper chops wood, that, that, that means you, you don't thank the axe, you thank the woodchopper, because the axe is just a tool through which the woodchopper is, is chopping the wood. It has, it has no say in the matter. It must do... And, and what the word chapter was is making it do, the same way the sun and the moon, all kinds of, everything in creation, none of, it, none of it has the ability to not do what Hashem wants it to do. And therefore, giving any importance to that is basically putting trust in something other than Hashem.
forgetting about Hashem. And this is what it means that so 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 really this the idea of having trust in Hashem is in a, in a refined way a form or, or a road to lead, uh, in, a, in, a, in a refined way uh, like like idol worship. It's like it's like giving importance to something other than Hashem. The the one who trusts in Hashem knows the only one who does everything is Hashem. And therefore, if you need something, yeah, Hashem will use an axe. Hashem will use the sun to give warmth to the world. He will use the, 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 any particular thing in the world to give what, he, what Hashem wants to the person. But whatever, all that has, is, is only a tool, only a cause to which Hashem works with. But it's not, not to give that any importance, only importance to Hashem. So when a Yid focuses his thanks only to Hashem, so then, then Hashem, he sees his trusting him. It's like a king sees a servant trusting him to give him what he needs. Then he gives it to him. But when a person goes and, he's, and, and he says uh, he, he's trusting something else, so we think over here, when Hashem takes away his hashgacha from him uh, in, a, in a specific way, and he puts him in the, into the, the, the one who he put his, his, his trust in. And now he brings the psukim. Now, he, now he's going to finish off this, part, this area here with a few... Uh, Psukim from the Torah. The first psukim he brings from Yirmiyo. He says, "Kishtaim is also ami that my nation did two things bad. they forgot about me. the source of 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 living water. and they to to you out to to chop out um, um, broken." Broken um, um, vessels or broken pits, whatever that, that hold water, because there's two things. First thing is, is that is that they are they are they are um, leaving leaving the, the idea of unity of Hashem, everything Hashem, and they're going to something else, and even that using something which Hashem doesn't want them to use. Now Hashem does tell us to do certain things in order to to become a conduit for Hashem's blessings to come to us, but when, we, when a conduit is made, which is not befitting to what Hashem wants, that's to be a conduit for His blessing, then it comes out to be like broken vessels. So, so that's a double problem. That's what even you're saying. Shtayim Rois Asa Ami is the two big things that left all the Abish left left go thank all Hashem for what they have, and they are taking things that have no power. It's like bowing down to somebody because he's a king, and then finding out later not even the king. So you so two things you left the king and you, and you put your hope on somebody who has no power. That's what it says in Yemiya. And to him it says that they they um, um, they uh, they left they 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 um, they changed. Vayemiro means exchange. They changed the the glory of Hashem and they for for an axe that eats. That is, that means I, the, 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 the golden calf was uh, something that ate grass, and they started worshiping. So the two things happened there. They left Hashem, and they, and they exchanged it for the golden calf, because thinking the golden calf was going to give them something that they didn't have. Remember, Kosov and Yumiyo, it says, that uh, blessed, um, uh, blesses the man who trusts in Hashem and makes Hashem his refuge. And, um, Meaning, meaning that uh, the, the opposite is true for, 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 for somebody who doesn't uh, trust in Hashem, right? If, he, if the one who trusts in Hashem is Baruch HaGev Hashem, blesses the man who trusts in Hashem, and he makes, not only trusts in Hashem, but he also makes Hashem his, his source of, of, of trust. And until it says, 
and uh, um, praised is the is the person who makes Hashem his source of trust. Very fond of him, and he doesn't uh, and he doesn't uh, turn to um, uh, to the arrogant Satan Chazav and uh, the, uh, the falsehood. He does he doesn't do that. See, so both sides. So there's two, the side to make sure you maintain your trust in Hashem, and also make sure you don't you don't uh, turn away to that, the arrogant ones and uh, and those who who proclaim falsehood, which are the matrim. And finally, Miyor it says, Adam, but cursed is the person who trusts in Hashem, uh, trusts in a person. If some brother's makes uh, his his uh, brother makes flush his strength. When Hashem and then what does he do? Second thing is he takes away his heart from, from Hashem. So these are the psukim that he brings to bring out this point that when, when a person turns up faith for Hashem, there's two things they have going bad. One, one thing he went for Hashem, the second thing he did bad is that he, he uh, put his trust in something other than Hashem. So, so, uh, so to recap what he said over here is that, that uh, a person who trusts in Hashem is, is somebody who has tranquility of his soul. He, he can serve Hashem with tranquility, knowing that Hashem is trusting in his, in his master to give him what he needs. And, uh, and, and then he says, because he doesn't do that, then he's automatically, it's a, he's trusting somebody else. And that is, the, and that is catastrophic, because when he trusts in somebody else, Hashem takes off the Hashgacha from the person who does that and puts him in the one who he trusted, which obviously is broken vessels. I was thinking, it was like half an hour, passes pretty fast over here. I was thinking if anybody has a question, anything they want to focus on, um, they, can, they can send, uh, there's, a, there's a site, A-L-E-P-H-B-G, Aleph Beis Gimel, A-L-E-P-H-B-G, gmail.com. It's a website, Aleph B-G, gmail.com. And if you have a question, maybe you can pick it up, and maybe we have some time, we can discuss it in the next year, mission next Tuesday. Okay. Okay. So, if you have any comments, Rabbi, one would like to hear from you, please call me back. Thank you. Bye bye. Good Shabbos.